Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Not just say, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior. I want you to be a fire insurance. I don't want to go to hell. I want you to be my Savior. No. To be truly saved, you must make him Lord of your life. In other words, he's going to have a say-so in your life. In the way you live, the way you dress, the way you keep your house, in everything, he is Lord. Does everybody understand that? And if you shall confess with your mouth, and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, not Savior, Lord, you shall be saved. So when a person makes Jesus Lord of his life, the nature of God is imparted to you, and mm, you're changed instantly, transformed. The old you and the eradication of that old nature is pushed out of your life, and the new nature is received, and your life begins to change. Does everybody understand that? So uh, we are no longer uh, in the family of the kingdom of darkness. We're in a new family, the kingdom of God. Does everybody say that? Everybody say that with me, the kingdom of God. So this morning, I want you to look at John 1, 4, and we'll go to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 10 and 11 after this one. But if you look at verse 4, for, uh, John 1, 4, he says, in him was Zoe. Somebody say, in him was Zoe. And the Zoe was the light of man. In other words, it was the development of man, all right? So in other words, uh, Jesus is telling us here that uh, once you accept Jesus, you have the nature of God. But uh, you have to now uh, walk in the light of that life. Does everybody understand that? So this is the difference. This is why you find differences in Christians. It wouldn't be nice that if all Christians could walk on the same level. Uh, that's God's will, that you walk at the maximum level of revelation in your life. But unfortunately, people are not going ha- to do that. They're going to walk at different levels. But uh, uh, your transformation will be contingent on revelation. Does everybody understand that? So the, the more revelation you have, the more you'll be transformed. Remember what Paul said, he said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might know the good acceptable in the perfect will of God. Unfortunately, most people don't know the perfect will of God. Why? Because they're not transformed. But if you want to be transformed, in the transformation God gives, it's an ongoing transformation. He says, from glory to glory. Everybody say, from glory to glory. That's what the Bible says. In other words, you never stay the same. Now, you look at some people, not you, but some Christians, they're the same uh, they were 20 years ago. Same spot, you know, never receiving more revelation. They're there. They have the same little, little things, little things in life, doing the same thing for years. But that was never God's will. From glory to glory, from faith to faith. Everybody get that? From glory to glory, from faith to faith, you see. So as you are, are, as you are receiving revelation, then you are transformed and transformed and transformed. Now, if you're not transformed, then you're stuck, you're stagnant, and you're grounded, 
and you're only going to live a mediocre life. Everybody understand that? But uh, God, uh, Jesus did not come that you might have a mediocre life. He came that you might have an abundant life. Did everybody understand that? Everybody, lift your hand and say an abundant life. That's God's will for us, an abundant life. But it all uh, is contingent, once again, on revelation. Uh, as you move in revelation, you are transformed. Everybody understand that? More revelation, more, you're more transformed. And you say, well, I want to reach my dreams. Well, you'll never see them. You'll never see your dreams if you're not, if you don't, if you're not transformed. But if, as you are transformed, you're, uh, uh, you will see the realization of all your dreams in your life. And some of you have great dreams, and God has a, a great plan. How many of you know that God has a great plan for us? He has a great plan. He, uh, his plan for your life is much greater than you can ever imagine. Everybody understand that? Uh, but we settle, and we're, uh, we, we, we're, we, we settle for less and we want less, and we, don't, we never move out because uh, of revelation knowledge. So Jesus uh, has redeemed us for success. Somebody say, Jesus has redeemed us. He has redeemed us for success. Uh, in other words, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Somebody say, I am the light of the world. Yes, the salt of the earth. You see, God has called us into glory and honor, not into shame. God didn't call you uh, or any of his children to shame, but uh, to succeed and not to fail. Does everybody understand that? Now, when we talk about success, the God kind of success, let me uh, emphasize this. It's not an ambition. Success is not an ambition. And some people say, man, you're so ambitious, you want to succeed. Well, ambition is not, uh, success is not an ambition. It is a birthright. Did you, did you get that? It's a birthright. It, it rightfully belongs to you. God wants you to be successful. Does everybody understand that? So uh, uh, here we have, and what Jesus said, he said, uh, in him was Zoe, and the Zoe was the light, or you can replace that with the development of man. So uh, you have to walk in the light of that life. It's not just receiving the nature of God, and some people have done that. And they're, they receive the nature of God, but they're, they never develop that light or that life. That life is in you, but it, it will have to be developed. You have to walk in that light of that life. Does everybody understand that? And when you walk in the life of that uh, life... There will come development, and revelation is the key so that you can develop. And as you are receiving that revelation, then you are transformed. Does everybody understand that? So success is not an ambition. It's your birthright. And our success is only accessible by revelation. You have to understand this morning. It's only accessible by revelation. We have to understand that this morning. So, uh, uh, no one can develop for you. No one. This is something God can't do for you. He already gave you Zoe life. It's in you. Now, you say, well, I hope God helps me develop that. Well, he, he's, uh, he won't unless you commit yourself, but he cannot do it for you. As a matter of fact, no one can do it for you. Do everybody understand that? Now, let me give you an example. The gifts. Uh, now, you know there's nine supernatural gifts that Paul talked about. 
And these nine, uh, these nine gifts are really not for you. They're being given to the church to help the world. Does everybody understand that? In other words, the gifts and the gifts of healing were not given to the church for the church to heal itself. Right? Now, God can do it. I mean, he's God, and he does everything in line with his word. He can use the gift to heal a, a believer who's been a believer for 20 or 25 years. But that's, more, uh, that's very unlikely that a gift will come upon you. In other words, he's already given you uh, the covenant. You already have his word, and you have to believe that as a believer. And those gifts are not for the church to heal itself. You're to use the gifts to heal others. Everybody understand that? So uh, uh, we have to develop that, uh, that Zoe life in us so that it will manifest so that not only we help ourselves, help our family, but we help uh, the world. Does everybody understand that? So development is very important, but revelation is, the, is what is important for your life. So this morning, the reason I told you to confess uh, I love God, say that with me. Lift your hand and say, I love the Lord. Say it again. I love the Lord. Lord. Now, what I'm going to be speaking to you this morning for a few moments, I'm trying to get uh, uh, about, because I'm I'm not here all the time, once a month, uh, trying to get all this uh, in hours and hours and 30 minutes or 40 minutes, okay? So uh, the reason I told you to say I love the Lord because that that will, will determine your revelation in your life. And when I speak of uh, agape love, I'm not talking about God's love for us. Well, we know he loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We're not talking about that love, love of God for us. And we're not talking about loving your fellow brother either because when we talk about love, first thing comes to me is, oh, I need to forgive that person, you know. Uh, uh, man, I don't love that person like I should love that person. And we, when we use agape love, we th- we're thinking about our fellow, fellow, uh, uh, fellow man. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about your love for God. All right? Your love for God because everything hangs on that. Your love for God. And your level of your love for God will determine how you live. All right? Your love for God. All right? You have to love God. Now, the reason I say that is because that is the first and greatest commandment. Right? Let's go to Matthew chapter uh, 22. Now, notice what Jesus himself said in uh, Chapter 22, verse 37. And Jesus said unto them, You shall love the Lord thy God with what? With all your heart. Say that. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then he said, This is the first in great commandment. Somebody say first. In other words, if it's first, that means it's the most important thing in your life. You say, well, I thought it was loving other people. Uh, That'll take care of itself, loving other people. You don't have to worry uh, as long as you love God. You understand that? And our problem with believers is that they don't love God like they should. Or if they are, they're on primary level. No, that thing's got to grow. If you want your life to grow and the revelation to grow in your life, and if the revelation grows, then you're, you'll be transformed. Uh, you have to uh, grow in your love for God. Does everybody understand that? 
And when, when we say love, uh, that you love God, you got to love God before anything. It's first. It is the first and greatest. Did he say that? He said it's the first and great commandment. Verse 39 said, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, uh, loving, loving your neighbor, well, once again, that will take care of itself. And the reason people don't love somebody else or they have a hard time forgiving is because they don't love God. Does everybody understand that? And the reason people don't grow in their life is because they have a love for God, but it's not a real great love. Did you understand that? Now, we ought to love our wife, I love our husband, love our children, love our neighbors, and I love my wife. She's the love of my life for 43 years, five months, five days, nine hours, and 20 minutes being my wife here on planet Earth, you see. But uh, uh, I love her above anybody and anything, but I love God more. You understand that? Uh, that has to be. You have to love God more than your wife. You said, man, I don't know if I could love a God I can't even see. Uh, how can I love him more than my kids, love him more than my wife? More than my... You have to. You have to love God. Does everybody understand that? And this is the problem with believers. They don't love God like they, uh, like they should. Uh, but that is, that, is, uh, 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 that is the most important thing in your life. And everything hangs on that, your love for God. We're not talking about God loving you. That's taken care of. Or loving your neighbor. Forget about that. You'll never love your neighbor until you love God, right? We have to love God with all our hearts, with all our soul, and with all our minds. Everybody get that? And your whole life will depend on that. The realization of your dreams, the destiny, everything depends on your love for God, Right? So you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Everybody get that? Now, let's go to um, uh, Ephesians. We're going to tie this in now. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Remember, there's two powerful prayers that Paul prayed for you. Okay? Now, in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, look at verse, uh, four, starting with verse, verse 14. Paul said, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord. What? Lord Jesus Christ. Now, get this now. Here we go. And he says, of whom the whole family in heaven, my wife's in heaven. Uh, she's part of the family is in heaven. I'm down here. She's up there, right? But she's on the grandstands uh, uh, cheering me on this morning. Praise God. That's wonderful. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, now notice this, According to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit, where? In the inner man. Wow, look at this prayer. Paul is praying that you be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. And then he says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by what? By faith that you being rooted and grounded in agape. That you be rooted and grounded in your love for him. Rooted and grounded in your love for him. How much do you love God this morning? Let me ask you a question. Don't raise your hand. Don't tell me. How much do you love God? Huh? How much do you love God? Well, that's going to determine your life. And all this right here, look, it's truth. All this is truth. But uh, uh, unless you love God, then you won't get a revelation of it. 
It's just a book. You say, ah, oh, well, it's just, I don't, man, it's Greek to me, man. I don't understand any of this stuff. Well, you're not until you love God. You understand that? If you don't love God, then you, you won't get a revelation of this. And then you're stuck. You're grounded in your life. Now, notice what he says. Now, Paul's prayer is that you be rooted and grounded how? In love. Now, look at verse 18 now. He said that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and height. And that you, uh, that, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge is beyond any kind of knowledge, way beyond anything, any human, or any knowledge here on earth. Uh, he says uh, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God uh, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So revelation is contingent on this, your love for God. The more you love him, the more revelation is imparted to you. Why does that make sense? Because the more you love him, the closer you'll be to God. Hello. Did everybody understand that? It's just like uh, somebody being real close to his wife. You get to know that person, right? The closer, the more, the closer you get, the more love you have for that person, the more you know about that person. The closer you get to God, the more you love him, uh, the, more, the closer God gets to you and the more he reveals to you because you're close to him. Does that make sense? Right? Now, let me say this. God doesn't look on the exterior. You can go through all kinds of symbols and rituals. God doesn't look at that junk. God looks at the heart of a man. Remember Saul? God anointed Saul, the first king of Israel. But uh, from the get-go, God knew his heart. He did right things, but he didn't have a heart for God. So God cut him off. He said, uh, okay, he told Samuel, tell him that I have somebody else that has love for me. Uh, 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 I'm going to replace him. He let him live for, I mean, he let him reign 40 years, but said, I'm through with you. Uh, you uh, that anointing left him. And then a demon spirit came to torment him. Can you imagine being in this life and being tormented by demons? Well, but God found David, and he had a heart. He's just a, a, a little shepherd boy in an obscure place taking care of sheep out there. Nobody even knew him. Nobody knew him. Nobody cared about him. But God did. There while he was in the, in the desert, he would praise God. And he would worship God, and he would praise him with all his heart. Uh, he was a praiser, and he loved God. And that anointing came on him, and from a shepherd boy, he became king of Israel. Did you get that? But you see, everything is contingent upon your love for God. And God looks at the heart of a person. He don't look at the outside. The things that you do, the jargon or any of that stuff, God doesn't look at that. He looks at the heart of man. How much... Do you love God? You see, that will determine your life. See, uh, but some people don't love God as much, uh, like they should. But your life will, de will, will be, deter be determined how high you fly by the love that you have for God. Now look at this scripture, 1 Corinthians 2.9. What a powerful scripture this is. This is powerful. He says, but as, as it is written, I has not seen 
nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man or men, the things which God has prepared for them that what? That's it. You don't you can't even imagine. You can't even think it what God has for you. But it's only for those that that love God. Everybody get that. Now look at uh, remember Solomon? In the beginning, was he a great king? He was great, man. He was so prosperous, so blessed. What a mind he had. Wisdom. I mean, from another world. Uh, and he became the greatest king. They'd never seen. People would come from everywhere just to see this man and to hear his wisdom. Where did he get all that? First, uh, First Kings 3.3. Look at that. First Kings 3.3. 1 King 3, 3, oh, uh, 1 King, yeah, 1 King, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3. And he said, and Solomon loved the Lord. Somebody say, loved the Lord. Walking, walking in the statues of David, his father, only he sacrificed and burned incense in high places. And Solomon loved the Lord. And I can't get into this, but look at verse 4. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand uh, burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. And remember, for kings, it was required only one sacrifice, a bull, one bull. But he offered 1,000. He said, why are you doing that? It's 10, 20. He said, bring me another 100. Bring me another 100. Bring me another 100. Bring me another 100. Why? Because he loved the Lord. Now, you can give without love, but you can't love without giving. When you love, you, you will be a giving person. And if you're not a giving person, you really don't love God in every aspect. And some people stumble over tithes and offerings. Said, I just can't give that. Well, you don't even love God. But uh, you can give, with, and then there's people that give. You can give without loving, but you can't have agape love and not give. It just comes natural. It just comes out of you. Everybody understand that? Praise God. So look at Solomon because he loved God. Let's look at 4.29. 4.29. And he said, uh, and God gave Solomon what? Look at this. Look what happens when you love God. Here comes the revelation now. He gave him wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country and all the wisdom of Egypt. And he was wiser than all men, than Ethan, the Ethrahite, and Heman, and Shakol and Darda, the sons of Mehol, and his fame was in all the nations round about. And he spake 3,000 proverbs. You come up with a proverb. One today. Come up with a proverb. He came up with 3,000, and his songs were 1,005. That was just a little bit. And he spake of trees. And cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even into the hyssop that springeth out of the wall. He spake also beasts and of fowl and of creeping things and of fishes. And there came all the people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all the kings of the earth, which had, uh, had heard of his wisdom. 
he, he would just speak. He said, how about this? Oh, he gave wisdom. Oh, how about this? He gave wisdom. How about this animal? He'd describe all that. How about this plant? He knew about that. It was divine wisdom. Do we need creative ideas? Oh, yes. If you have a business, you need creative ideas. Uh, and you need uh, t uh, only, only that creative ideas that you get will make your business prosperous, but you'll never have that unless you love God. See, everything hangs on that. Everything is contingent on your love for God. More love, more revelation. But you have to love God more than anything. Can you say amen? Now, the reason love is very important because uh, nothing works in the kingdom of God without love. Absolutely nothing. Some people, I've been praying. Well, it don't work if you don't have love for God. I've been given, but where's a debt-free house and debt-free everything? Well, it's not going to work for you unless you love God. Everybody understand that? Faith worketh by love, Galatians 5, 6. Everything in the kingdom of God works by love. That's why love is so important. It's the first and greatest commandment. That you love God. Quit worrying about other people. I don't know if I can love him or her. Well, if you love God, you'll love him. Hello. But if you don't love God, you'll always have that junk in your heart. Say, well, I just can't forgive her. I can't forgive him. Well, it's because you don't love God. You love God, you'll be able to forgive everybody. Everybody understand that. Now, I uh I'll finish with this. When you love God, it will show. If you love God, it's going to show in your life. You can't keep it from showing. If you love God, then you will adopt a God-first lifestyle in your life. If you love God. God is first. Before soccer volleyball, the game, right? The barbecue outside. Oh, I can't go to church. I got a barbecue. What are people doing sitting at home? It's because uh, their love for God is not there. People make all kinds of excuses. My baby, I got up late. Bring the baby Right? People have all kinds of excuses. That's why I say, well, it, this doesn't work. Well, it's not going to work for you. But this book will work. It's worked in my life for 70 years now. Number two, if you love God, you will love his word. Hello? You will celebrate his word. You will value it. Now, if you've ever read Psalms 119, that's the long, if you've read your Bible. Man, what a long chapter, chapter man. He said, how? We're going to read three chapters, Psalms 119. That should cover about a week, right? Psalms 119 is the longest chapter in the, uh, in, in, the, in the Psalms. But in that chapter, it reveals David's attitude that he had toward the Word. If you love God, you're going to celebrate His Word. You're going to love His Word. You're going to value His Word. Does everybody understand that? 
And if you, if you don't value this book, you really don't love God because God has exalted his name above his word, uh, his word above his name. Does everybody understand that? It's important to God. It's his word. This thing is, is uh, loaded with faith. Uh, he sent his word and he healed them. This word is powerful. It's the most powerful thing, the most powerful force coming out of your mouth in this, in this world. Does everybody understand that? Look at David's attitude. Look at Psalms 119, 97. But you, it's the whole Bible. Oh, how I love thy law, David said. It is my meditation. What? No wonder he was promoted from uh, little shepherd boy to become king of Israel. Some people say, you know, that's luck. You know, that's a luck thing. Some people are just lucky. No, if you want a, a luck, go to the uh, casino. No, you can't find luck there either. That thing is rigged, right? People are stupid going up there. Stupid, man. Isn't that stupid? It's really stupid. They want something for nothing. Go work, right? Work hard. Let the blessing of the Lord come on you. Casino. I call them casino Christians. Some say, well, I just went up there to eat. Eat at home. Quit giving the devil your money. Right? People come from Texas, but, you know, there's a lot of Christians here. They come to the casino. Nobody can see them, but they come to the casino. But if you love God, you love his word, right? Look at uh, uh, 162, the same chapter, but the whole chapter is like this. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth what? Great spoil. Wow. He said, man, this is, put that in the new, uh, new Living Translation. Let's see how, uh, how that uh, uh, comes out. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great wisdom. New Living Translation. Well, we'll go back to that a little later. Okay. Did you get it? Okay. Huh? Okay. Read that. There you go. Praise God. Look at David. He said, man, I love this word. Now, listen real carefully. If you love the Lord, didn't you just raise your hand and say, I love the Lord? If you love the Lord, you'll love his house. Hello. You will. Some people say it at home. You say, I, I do church here. Quit your lying. Quit your lying. It's crazy, man. Now, look what the Bible says. Let's just do everything the Bible says. Look at Hebrews 10.25. Hebrews 10.25. Praise God. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as, as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another in so much the more that you see the day approaching. Wow. Man, I'm the pastor, but I love coming to church. I love coming to pray. I, I love... I love... Uh, I don't even preach in the, this service here, but I come to it. I don't have to come, but I do. I love the Lord. I love his house. And then I have first service, second service, and then Sunday. Uh, tonight I have this, the third service at 6 o'clock. And then Wednesday, man, I could have services every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's it. I could do all that. I love it. Who knows? Uh, as we explore in that other service and we expect it here, I might have two or three services on Sunday. Praise God, I'll do that. It's easy. I love it. 
I love the house. You, how many of you love the house of God? Praise God. Look at Psalms 122, verse 1. Psalms 122, verse 1. He says, uh, where is that? 122, verse 1. He says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Right? Way, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. David again. It's David again. No wonder he became such a success. Even Israel now uh, mentions David, the, uh, the city of David, David the great king. Man, his name is remembered after three or 4,000 years. Isn't that wonderful? Because of his love for God. How much do you love God? How much do you love him? Look at Psalms uh, 84, and I'm through with this. Psalms uh, 84, 1 through 7. Psalms 84, 1 through 7. He said, How amenable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow has found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thy altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. And then in verse 4, he said, Blessed are they that dwell in your house. They will still be praising you, Silah, those that are found in the house of God. They'll be praising him because you're found in the house of God. People making all kinds of, he said, I love God. Well, you may, but you're down here on sub-zero, right, or uh, grade one. You say, I wonder why things don't change in my life. How? How are they going to change? He's the, he's the giver of life. He's the only one that can give you revelation. And if you get revelation, you're going to be transformed. No revelation? You ain't going nowhere. You're stuck. And some people are, I remember as a, a Baptist boy, my, pa my parents were very Catholic, and I was Catholic. And then uh, we got, they got saved, and I got saved. But, man, we got stuck. The only thing, I got stuck. I was John 3.16. That was the only revelation I had, this salvation. Well, I got stuck on that for 22 years. But then I started moving up. More revelation, more transformations in your life. You'll go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. But the only way you're going to get a revelation, he said, you've got to be rooted and grounded in love. And if you're not rooted and grounded in love, there'll be no revelation for you. You have to love God. And when you love God, you put him before everything in your life. He is number one. You say, well, I want this in my life. I want a new house. I want this. I want, I want to be successful. Well, it's your birthright. It's your birthright. God wants you to be successful. That's part of your birthright, your new birthright, a new creation. Success is not an ambition. It is your birthright. Does everybody understand that? But very few people find that or see that in their life. But the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 22, we'll have one more scripture. See if you can get that. I didn't give it to her, but let's see if we can get it up there. The blessing of the Lord is what maketh what? Uh-huh. Uh, 10.22. Can you find that? Okay, there it is. The blessing of the Lord is what makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. You see, there's people who have money, but their whole life is sorrow. 
The man hates his wife. The man is an alcoholic. The man is uh, uh, two-timing his wife. You see, but he's got money. But the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. He'll give you the riches without no sorrow. He'll give you blessings without no sorrow. Isn't that wonderful? To live that kind of good life? You have all everything. You have no sorrow. Praise God. That's the kind of life uh, Pastor Barbara and myself live together. Now I've got to finish living that life uh, as a priest now. Right? I see it. But... Uh, I live in a joyful life, abundant life. We can live that. Can you say amen? And I'm really not alone because I have many people always around me. I have a lot of people always uh, helping me, and I help them. My whole life is to help people. Uh, so we don't have time to be bored, depressed, or no, because we're, we're going toward an objective, uh, a place in our life. Can you say amen? Well, this morning, if you don't love God, you can love him. You can make a decision today, this morning. To love God with all your heart and quit making excuses for not serving. There's prayer. Oh, I don't know about that. You don't love God like you should. There's fast time. Oh, I'm not going to fast. Read three chapters of the Bible. I'm not going to do that either. I'm just going to church just to be seen. Mm. No. If you love God, your whole life will change. Let's stand up and let's receive that this morning. I want you to lift up your right hand and say, I declare Jesus Lord.